Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. This is the podcast where we get you caught up on everything you might have missed in the last week in tech, pop culture, and trending news. I'm Isaac. In Korean game shows. And Korean death game shows. Yes. Korean game shows where the price is paid with your life. Okay. That was a good... That's X-Files. It's always X-Files. Yeah. X-Files always works. So if you haven't guessed, we just finished um, Squid Game on Netflix. Squidward's Game. By the way, Netflix's most watched show ever. That's crazy. It's everyone and their brother has seen Squid Games at this point. And we were even... Squid Game, not Squid Games. Squidward's Games. It's also Aldi and Aldi's. I I say all these and I say Squid Games. No. (gasps) Everything is plural if I say it is. No, no, no. No, 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 no. So that's been, we can just jump right in with it because that's our... um, Collective week in pop culture. Collective week in pop culture. Okay, and I want to make sure that I put a disclaimer on this. Yeah, I want to give a disclaimer though because the show is dork. Yeah, it's very dark. Very dark. Mm -hmm. Very graphic, violent. Yes. And depressing. Okay. And just prepare yourself. If that's not your deal, don't yeah. watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing like it's an, is you're going to see an R-rated movie. So you know what you sign up for. I think it's particularly graphic, though. Okay. It's not like a Marvel movie. Like, it is a graphic Well, TV the Marvel show. movies are like PG-13. This is like an R-rated yes. movie, but it's okay. a TV show. Yes. Yeah, okay. So. All right. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But if you've been needing an explainer or you've just been like hearing about Squid Game, um, the premise of it is that it takes people who are down and out in severe debts or just crippling poverty, and it offers them a chance to win an obscene amount of money. Okay, it's like forty-five billion dollars. It's an unreal yeah. amount of money. The catch, though, is that if you lose one of the games, they quickly find out you die. Like they kill in- you instantly. instantly. Yeah, you, you you're dead. And um, it's like a death game show. Yeah, and there was a lot of initial interest in it, and then it just sort of exploded into popularity. Basically, everyone on the internet is talking about it, and it's really, really well made. It's a huge budget show. very well made. But at the same time, all of the actors are incredible. Um, There's not really a drag in the plot that I could detect in the first watch through. Yeah. Um, There has been sort of a complaint that the uh, subtitles don't catch everything in the original Korean. Yes, I say that TikTok. That the dubs are actually one of the things that are better to watch on this one. So I might do another watch Which through. Which is painful because yeah. I wish that we had watched the dub anyway. Yeah. Because it's way easier. But to, I always but like they to catch hear... All the, they catch all of the nuances that happen in the yeah. uh language that is directly getting translated back into English so it's missing some like key like plot points yeah little things but I love hearing like the actual actors voice inflections and stuff so it's hard to kind of like balance that but I think I'd be willing to do another watch through with the English dubs depending I don't know I need a break I need a little while maybe it's gonna come out with a season two I saw um one of the creators on TikTok say so Uh, yeah, it'll come out with season two. Maybe we'll watch the first season again. Yeah, right and before. shout out to Carter, listener slash friend of the show. Been on the guest a couple of times. He's the one that kind of poked me to watch it. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that they've already, they had originally basically cited it for one season. They were just going to have it be a limited run thing. Uh, but since it's popularity, they are, of course, going to make another season of this. Kind of with, uh, without spoiling it. They kind of ended on a cliffhanger, so that's good. ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. So without spoiling it there is definitely going to be more to sort of build upon. Um, But the question is, okay, all of these games are sort of Korean versions of 
you know, classic schoolyard games, right? It's like childhood Korean There's games. red light, green light. There's another game where you have to basically cut out these shapes from this. Everyone's seen the cookie thing. Yeah, the cookie thing. It's a honeycomb, actually. And honeycomb oh. salesmen are like getting so much business That's now, so which funny. is amazing. Um, Good for the little honeycombers. But if you were in Squid Game, okay? Yeah. What would be a like schoolyard childhood game that you would play and actually be pretty good at? Okay, I was okay. I don't even know if I've told you this, but I used to be really good at pogo sticking. Okay, like right. I was so good yeah. that I could go indefinitely. Like okay. I wouldn't fall. I oh, yeah. I can I can pogo stick for infinity. Which is funny because you don't have the best balance of everyone that I know. I do on a pogo stick. Maybe you just need to navigate life with a pogo stick, right? That's no, funny. there were times that I was like, oh my gosh, I've been pogo sticking for a really long time <laughs> and like I'm not going to fall. That's I need funny. to just fall on purpose because that's <laughs> the only way I'm going to stop pogo sticking. You just sticking. need to bail. Yeah, that that's was the funny. only, I'm really, really good at pogo sticking. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. I would love to play dodgeball. I'm, oh, I would be awful. I I'm would immediately die. I'm pretty good at dodgeball. So I think I could survive dodgeball. What's your tactic for dodgeball? Do you go in and you like get all the weak people? Uh, no, you generally in the fray, I target like the limbs of the stronger people first. And oh. then like while all that's happening, I'm pretty ruthless. Like I've dived behind teammates to avoid balls before. Yeah, it's been, this was, it's been years since I've played. So if I was in the Hunger Games with the cornucopia at the beginning, yeah, I would be one of the people that would grab like a knife right in front of me and then beeline for the woods. Like sure. I would not be trying to get stuff. I get that. I get yeah. that. Um, but yeah, speaking of Hunger Games, this has had kind of a comparison to Hunger Games. Yeah, it is kind of Hunger Games. I would argue that even the premise of it is not as dark as the Hunger Games because the Hunger, Hunger Games, Games is like is very dark. children killing children. And that is just a horribly yeah. dark premise. Yeah. And this is more like, to a degree, adults who have just... Well, and it's an anonymous kind of show. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like a widely watched show like it was in the Hunger Games. There's like... I don't know, a couple of rich people basically that watch this show. It's not like right. a publicized, like, right. This it's is not for like the, the entertainment of a very select few. Like, we're talking 0.0001% of wealthy people in the world. Sickos. Know about the game and they watch it. Yes. So, Squid Game. It's a very yeah. specific interest thing. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole old thing. Like, oh. But anyway, so nobody knows about it. It's secret. It's underground. So yeah. no one knows really before they it's get into it. It's not a wide it. thing like yeah. the Hunger Games was yeah. for different districts across Pan Am. It's, it's way different than that. But I'm going to say it's an incredibly well-made show. If you're someone who can stomach violence for the sake of a good plot, it's a Gore. pretty good one. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. So I would check it out. Yeah, it's very binge watchable. Yeah, very, very binge watchable. So let's jump into topic number one. Speaking of binge watching. Yes. So YouTube has the YouTube rewinds. Have you watched the rewinds? I have not. I, I'll be honest. I have not watched a YouTube video on my own in years. What? In You're years. not a YouTuber. I'm you don't YouTube. I'm not a YouTuber at That's all. That's funny. Okay. At all. Never. If it, and part of it, part of my frustration lies with, I can't look at a screen for very long. Okay. I get distracted. I okay. do 10 things. So once you get out of the YouTube screen or you like lock your phone, it turns off. Okay. Even though I want to hear the audio. Okay. You know, yeah, that, I get that. that lies there and lies most of my frustration with YouTube. But you don't really like to even open up your computer or your iPad and no, watch no, YouTube? No, no, never, 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 never. Okay. Well, I hate it. for the people who do watch YouTube. It actually bothers me when other people just want to watch YouTube videos. Why does that bother you? Because I find it incredibly inefficient. Like, what are we, what are we doing next? It's, you're you're just watching things. Watching what? Anything. 
Why? YouTube has everything on it. I don't want to see everything. Okay. You would rather have a diet of like a TV show or a yes, movie? Yes. I want to watch the same TV shows over and over and over again. Okay. I throw, in a, throw in a new movie every now and again. So I maybe YouTube might YouTube. be, since YouTube is mostly all new input, that might be exhausting for you, right? It is very exhausting. Okay. Yes. I get that. And I think I like TikTok because it's like YouTube, but you only get little segments of it and it's really easy to, right. s- to scroll to the next thing. Right. Okay. That, anyway. That makes sense. So tell me about this YouTube Rewind because I saw this and I have never heard of it. Okay. So for the last, it's so funny that you don't know about this. I don't know about it. What is it? So Just for like the me. last 10 years. YouTube has done what they call a YouTube rewind, which is this big to-do where they bring in all of the people who basically had their 10 minutes, their 15 minutes of fame on YouTube that year. Bloggers, people who did prank videos, people who are kind of like memes more or less. Picture like Gangnam Style, okay? So when Gangnam Style was huge, YouTube rewind featured a major K-pop Gangnam Style like tribute, okay? So the YouTube Rewind is basically like a compilation of all the big things that happened that year on YouTube. Okay. It's widely lately, widely been panned as like these terrible, cringeworthy montages. Um, So the 2018 YouTube Rewind is actually the most disliked video on the platform. Okay. I'm showing Brie. It has 3 million (gasps) likes. 19 million downvotes? 19 million dislikes. Now, the people's main gripe with the Rewind is that it features mostly sponsor-friendly content creators and not necessarily like the people who actually have the big followings, like some of the more vulgar streamers and people oh. who have a more like raw approach, but a lot of followers. Oh, so, like what was one commercial on there? Like, are we talking about the Kylie Jenner or so, uh, Kendall Jenner with the Coca-Cola and the activism? Is that what we're talking about? So no, more like they would have, okay, so... When maybe a 2014 YouTube Rewind would feature like kind of a more niche meme that blew up. Mm -hmm. The 2018 YouTube Rewind would have like tech reviewers who are kind of just like bland and they're just popular because they have new tech on their channel. So like Marcus Brownlee, he's a great guy, but they featured him heavily. And that was like, well, why did you guys have him so much and not like some other creators? But yeah, so basically the main gripe has been they've kind of cleaned it up and made it way more sponsor friendly because YouTube is owned by Google and they're trying to make money, okay? Money. But YouTube's last rewind, the 2019 rewind, was effectively them admitting that they screwed up with the 2018 rewind. No 2020 rewind? They've quit. That's the whole thing is that they're stopping. They're not giving but a this, 2020 rewind. But we're in rewind. 2021. Right. So the last one that they made was 2019. And then the pandemic oh, happened. so they canceled it. Right. And then so, this year, they're like, ah, we quit. Right. YouTube has canceled it for good, stating that... They are going to refocus their in energies on celebrating you and the trends that make YouTube fire emoji <laughs> with a different and updated kind of experience. They weren't specific or they didn't elaborate on what that experience would be, but they're basically going to be relying on content creators to fill the gap that the rewinds sort of made. Um, but basically, it's not a huge surprise. They took 2020 off the plate saying that 2020 has been a different year and it doesn't feel right to carry on as if it weren't. Uh, but yeah, twenty the Rewind experience had already been struggling. Like I said, the 2018 Rewind was like hated by basically everyone. Why don't they just play like clips of every of the most popular videos? Why do they have to complicate it? That's what they did for the 2019 Rewind. But people didn't like that because it wasn't kind of the big production. They basically, I think YouTube people are very critical of YouTube itself. Um, but 
now that the, uh, the news has been made that they're not doing another one, people are in the comments of the 2019 Rewind a little bit sad that they weren't going to be able to watch the train wreck that is the 2020 Rewind, <laughs> like a very poorly made, like kind of gross compilation video of just people sad vlogging in their houses. Ooh, yeah. Um, no, but let's not. Yeah. Well, how about we don't? How about we don't? Yeah, the rewind is gone. See? I'm gonna miss it. Yeah, you're not a YouTube person, so this is I'm more or less YouTube just person. me. I actually hate YouTube. It's so funny to me because I'm I very much am a YouTube person. I know. I see you in there. You're like watching all your YouTube videos. Have yeah. you seen me watch a YouTube video? Not one. Not a no, one. No, I, I don't like, you like it. I like it if you're really plugged into it. No, I can't watch videos that long. <laughs> Okay. I can't. I, I it's got to be a movie. I get you know. I can't. I can't do it. Okay. Well, it frustrates for a, me for a while there. While YouTube was a little bit more on the scrappier side, the rewinds were actually pretty fun, and I do I did like them at one point. They sort of started falling off around 2017 through 2019, the last okay. few years. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be sad to see it go. Pour one out for the YouTube rewind. We're not gonna get any more Will Smith opening the video anymore which is what they did in the 2021 or the 2018 one. Oh, it so sad rough. so sad <laughs> you're being so mean about this no do you remember um isaac's brother elijah lived with us for a little while and they would watch youtube videos and be like isaac i would love her up again <laughs> do you remember that yeah you were being a really bad sport about it it made me so sad because this is boring so speaking of things not being liked by people. Speaking of people, places, or things. Yes. Uh, Twitter is testing a new feature. and Another and thing I'm not on. I love this so much. <laughs> yeah, this is like all of the tech things that you all avoid. All of the tech things that I avoid avidly. So fighting on Twitter has gotten so bad that Twitter is now warning you about using Twitter. Okay, so is fighting on Twitter worse than fighting on Facebook? For the most part, it's about equal, but... Twitter fights are way different where Facebook is more or less just a bunch of internet normal people fighting each other, like in the comment section of local news or something. Yeah. And Twitter will be more like a check mark, like a famous person with a verified account will fire off a tweet or we, we like to say that people are main characters on Twitter for a day and you never want to be a main character on Twitter. Okay. Where maybe you'll be at line at Starbucks, right? At Starbs, yeah. And you fire off a take on your phone, okay, that is so under-considered and so just from the hip, you're like, I think Squid Game should have had more white people in it, tweet. And <laughs> you might just say that off the hip, not really even thinking about it. Uh-huh. That'll go viral, okay? Uh, and you'll okay. have a bunch okay. of people screaming at you on the, the comment section of that tweet. Gotcha, Screaming gotcha. at each other at the comment section. Yes, so, yes. Now, Twitter is testing a feature. But don't you love chaos? I love chaos. Okay. Which is right. why I have to actually limit my Twitter consumption because it feeds my chaos needs so well that it actually spills over into darkness and I don't and like that. And you've told me not to get a Twitter because yeah, you, I would... No. You, I'm I'm not the right audience for that. You are too that. delicate for Twitter. I love delicate? you. Delicate? You're too delicate for Twitter. Delicate? I think what it about would, me is delicate? I think it would burn your brain. What about me is delicate? There are such dumb ignorant takes on Twitter that I don't think you'd recover from it. Uh, I don't know. I'm I think scrappy. you care too much. No, I, I don't care at all. <laughs> I, that's a lie. You know <laughs> but Twitter is testing a feature they announced saying that everyone wants to know the vibe of a conversation before they join in. We're testing prompts on the Android and iOS that give you a heads up if the convo you're about to enter could get heated or intense. So I love that. 
I love that. I want that for real conversations. Okay, why do you love that? I want every Thanksgiving to have that. <laughs> to have that notification. To have that notification. Like, you know how train of thoughts will eventually go into a direction that is not good? Sure. And you got to steer it back around. Yeah. I want to know three, conversa- three conversation head points ahead of the controversial take so I can just go around it. Okay. Skirt around it. So you want help and dialogue? Yes. Okay. I need a helpful dialogue. So here's what this looks like, this feature. It has a little bubble that says, heads up, this conversation can get intense. I love that. If you click through and you say, okay, well, I still want to jump in, it brings up a little prompt that says, let's look out for each other. It says, remember the human. Facts matter. Diverse perspectives. Have value. Have value. Then you have to agree. Count me in. Count me in. I love that. You know someone's going to hit the count me in button and then just immediately type a slur. (laughs) That's going to be the vibe. I actually really like this because I think obviously we all understand now that who we are on the internet is not who we are in real life. So it's so much easier to say mean things on the internet because you don't see the other people as people. Because it's just yeah, a little friendly square that you're around all day. Yeah. It's not a real, like, thing. Right. The internet's not real, you know? Right. So I think that that's really a good idea. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think that is not a good idea? I think that it's just more of an indication that we shouldn't be using these platforms anyway. Well, of course. Like, it's it's if... It to me, it's the cancer warning on the box of cigarettes. I don't think it's something that we're gonna get away from. Though. No, I, I know that. I, I realize that. But this to me is just more of a this is not good for us kind of warning. So this is one of many warnings that Twitter has workshopped. Um, they have a warning. Now. I would love. I would love to come up with a warning. Yeah. Like, yo. So see if you agree with any of these. One of the prompts is before you tweet something that might be offensive, you get a little warning. Twitter also will show you a prompt if you retweet an article that you haven't read or that you haven't actually clicked the link on. Basically saying like, do you really want to share this even though you haven't read it? You haven't read this article. Right. My guy. It's kind of like that's the tone of it. And again, this to me is more of just like Twitter reinforcing the thought that it shouldn't exist in the first place, which is just so funny and bizarre to me because if you have to have so many different warnings, like if your profile and your product is so ripe with abuse (laughs) i don't know i feel like they should be taking stuff down though that's causing that kind of discourse like tiktok i feel like bans people left and right Mm -hmm. for things that they not necessarily should be banned for it's just like it's a controversial thing or i don't know i feel like their content is very i don't know tailored yeah but i get that that's not like freedom of information or whatever there's also just the so there's that but then there's also the sort of just human power required to moderate a platform as big as twitter and as big as facebook for that matter. i will be the facebook police i don't mind being the facebook there are you, enough people like me no there's not that would volunteer really no there's I would actually volunteer a to be huge, a facebook moderator there was a huge no brie no I would totally do it. I would so, love it. I would ban everyone. No. So basically, there was a huge article that was published, I think, two years ago in 2019, uh-huh. where it was kind of an insider look at the job of being a Facebook moderator. And these people are, they all have PTSD. Because think about the worst thing you could imagine. I guess that's They true. have to look at that daily. So they I have to look at that fair. for like 9 and 10 and 12 hours a day. Well, surely it can go through some sort of robot before it reaches me, right? So that's the thing. <laughs> it's mixed because a lot of the times it needs like a human to look at it to verify like, no, 
this is a photo of like a dead child. Like, oh my god! Yeah, so don't be so quick to say that you'll okay. be the internet police well, because it is a horrible job. Fine. That again, I think just reinforces the fact that none of this should be here. I've been joking with Anson and a bunch of our friends that I'm just going to go feral one day and run into the woods because the internet is just too much. And daily, I get closer and closer to going feral. <laughs> Please don't go feral. Okay, daily. so if you were making one of these warnings, what would your warning say? I would say maybe turn your phone off. Yours would say, hey, maybe turn your phone off. If you're, if, if okay, if no, I no, no. detect that yes. you're typing out your fifth comment in a thread, my little warning would pop up and say that you have a 10 minute timeout from the app. Okay. What if you're going to click into something? What do you mean if you're going to click? You're going like, to click into a conversation. If you're going to jump into a conversation. Yes. What would you say? I would give that warning of like, you can have three tweets in this conversation and then you get a five minute timeout from it. <laughs> I love that. I think everyone needs a cool off period. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I had a doctor tell me one time that I'm allowed to spend five minutes a day on WebMD and then that's it. There you go. So, there you go. If you know something is toxic for you, like going on WebMD and searching your symptoms all day, Don't maybe be doing that. limit your consumption. Limit your consumption to five minutes a day. Yeah. I think that might want to be like, hey, your phone is going to turn off in five minutes if you don't do this and it's going like to lock it. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, you mentioned that like the internet, like censorship stuff, it's actually kind of a little rabbit hole that we can go down. But Facebook had a whistleblower come out. There was a huge special. Well, on... this is this is transforming into topic number three. I yeah. Think. Okay. So Facebook is in a lot of hot water because there was a 60 minute special. There is a whistleblower who brought in a ton of documents and had a lot to say about how little Facebook prioritizes safety and moderation um, over just making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, she pointed out that they pay very little attention to extremist content and just outright like hate speech and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And just outright lies on the platform. And basically it was a huge, big, hey, Facebook is every bit as bad as everyone kind of assumed they were, but maybe even worse. So wasn't the whistleblower supposed to testify in court on or they're supposed to testify before the Senate on Tuesday, I think. And then the Internet went down a day before that. No, so basically Facebook had a huge um, outage. So they were doing a routine. This is per Zuckerberg. Okay, so this is like the statement that Facebook released after the outage happened, basically saying that they were testing a feature um, to basically test their server loads, I believe. And because of a bug in their system, they effectively shut off communication with all of their servers. Right? Isaac, were you the bug? I was not the bug. I wish I was the bug. I wish I was the little rat. <laughs> there's, there's an chewing Isaac. Chewing through the, the system over there. There's an Isaac that made that bug. Yeah, I, I so wish. Um, I, I would, yes. But no, this wasn't kind of the act of a hacker. This was very funny timing. The act of an actor. This wasn't, this was very funny and coincidental timing that coinciding the day after the giant whistleblower. And there, wasn't there a Senate hearing on Tuesday? I don't remember that i think there is i think that she was going to speak before the senate on tuesday i'm gonna let you say that I don't well remember. i don't know for sure i i feel like i read it on npr this is Bree's 100 percent verified take no i don't even have my phone in here but i did feel like i read it on npr yeah i mean we've been exposed to this information the entire week so we're gonna get something right something wrong but let's go we're doing this all for memory no but That's basically what this this, podcast the, is. the premise of it is <laughs> that facebook had the 60 minute special the night before the next day their entire platform, WhatsApp, Instagram, Messenger, Oculus, and Facebook all went down for like most of the day. They lost billions of dollars on the market. 
the stocks dropped. Basically, Zuckerberg lost billions of dollars. It makes me so happy that he did. I, I know. I know you hate him. Um, but yeah, their platform went down. They got everything back. But basically, yes, this whistleblower is basically saying that extremist content on there is just rampant. Yeah. It's not good for anybody, basically. Yeah. So I'm going to say, as we're closing out the episode, limit your consumption of just social media in general. The weather is so nice outside. Consider the sky, I beg of you. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy other things on your phone, like TikTok. Go or or <laughs> or maybe download a book. Maybe get a little Kindle and do an ebook or something. Do you, you know? tell them what I do with my ebook? What do you do with your ebook? You know what I do with my ebook. What do you do? Yeah, I have eight ebooks. Yep. And I listen to them all in repeat. Yep. And they're all the Harry Potter books. Just do that. And I listen to a chapter every single day while I go to sleep. And you're having <laughs> as we go to sleep. And you're having a great time. I am. I read Harry Potter 87 times. You're not fighting on Twitter. It's no, perfect. I don't fight on Twitter, and yeah. I don't fight in the YouTube comments. See, that's why I'm such a happy person. Bree knows how to live, y'all. I do, and I'm not a Facebook moderator. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We love you.